Hello my friends, welcome to 40 Days to PMP Exam Success. On day 34, we are tackling evaluate and address the business environment changes for impact on scope. In other words, as the business landscape changes in any industry, in any market space, it is important that we reevaluate our projects and pay close attention to scope because as a result of business changes in the environment, in the marketplace, and actually it's not just business, it's beyond business. We're talking about changes to the political environment, changes to the environment at large. It is important that we constantly survey the environment and try to understand how our scope will change as a result of the business landscape. You know, again, it's everything. It's business, it's political, it's geopolitical, it's everything, right? And that is exactly what PMI wants us to do, wants us to evaluate and address these aspects okay so it starts off with survey the changes and then assess and prioritize the impact of these changes because one thing to survey the changes and to understand what the changes are but it's another thing to effectively assess and prioritize the impact to the scope project scope. And when I say project scope in the world of predictive, we're talking about scope baseline, WBS, project scope statement, things like that. But when we address the topic of agile, we're talking about the backlogs. So how does the business environment impact your product backlog? How does it impact, perhaps there's a current sprint and if what is happening in the business space, in the marketplace, is changing so drastically and radically, it could actually necessitate a change in your sprint backlog for you to do something different or for you not to do what you were thinking of doing at all. You know. So after you have surveyed the changes to the external business environment, talking about regulations, technology, geopolitical market, and you have assessed and prioritized the impact on project scope based on changes in the external business environment and the environment at large. We then talk about recommending options for scope or backlog changes. We also talk about changes that may need to be as a result of these environments, such as changes to the schedule, you know, changes that may relate to costs, you know, budgetary changes. For example, if there's inflation, that could cause changes to the budget. You know, if you're working in different economies, you then have that variability of interest rates and so on that you may need to deal with. The final thing that is talked about here is continually review external business environment 
for impacts on project scope or the backlog. In other words, not only are you going to do this in the beginning, you're going to do this in the middle, you're going to do this at the end, you're going to do this all throughout that cycle of life of whatever you're working on. Whatever the endeavor is part of your job as a project manager to be sensitive and aware of the environment. You know. Now, in the Pembok Guide 6th edition, mention is made of the environment that the project manager is in. I would say to get a firmer grasp of this task, again, you want to read chapter 2, which is more about systems, organizational systems, management elements, all that great stuff. It's going to help you kind of warm up a little bit more to this. Again, the business environment and the business domain at large is pretty weak in the Pembok Guide 6th edition. Despite chapter 2 and chapter 3 being great chapters to read, it still doesn't bring it together in a realistic, pragmatic context. So I would suggest, in lieu of that, just go for the immersion book, the PMP exam immersion book from Prazion. If you go to prazion.com, that's P-R-A-I-Z-I-O-N.com, and just look around there, look towards the bottom, you're going to find the PMP exam immersion book. The language is very straightforward. It's very everyday, easy to understand, easy to absorb. And there we cover everything that you need to know about business domain, going through all the tasks and enablers in, in great detail, and also covering them from an agile and a hybrid and predictive perspective. Okay, so that would be my suggestion. On top of that, again, you might want to search for the word business. You might want to search for the word environment in the seventh edition because the PMI did announce that the seventh edition is a worthy reference, you know, so just do a search, it, it doesn't hurt, you know. I'm not saying read the entire seventh edition because everyone's getting certified these days without even remotely opening up the seventh edition. But as far as this topic in business is concerned, you need all the information that is available from our friends at PMI, okay? So that would be my two cents. Grab the immersion book, make reference to chapter two and three in the sixth edition, and make reference to the references mentioned in the seventh edition uh, with the word business, all right? Wow, we've come a long way, and there you have it. It's day 34, tomorrow is the final day. Tomorrow is the big finale, all right? And not the finale for the course, but the finale for this entire content outline. Because for the next number of days, we're going to be hammering on mock exams. We're going to be hammering on quizzes. We're going to be hammering on some of the major concepts that you need to really get down tight for your test. All right. Thanks for joining me. I look forward to seeing you tomorrow. All the best and bye for now. All right, my friends. So you've gotten a dose of on the road and I jumped into on the road straight away. But, <laughs> you know, I haven't shown you the open-ended questions. I have not shown you any multiple choice questions. 
So we're going to jump straight into the open-ended questions, which are pretty straightforward today. And here are the day 34 questions. Very lean, not a whole lot. Take a screenshot, make sure you internalize this. And now to our questions. Here is the first question. Having just converted to agile approaches, your team is involved in the progressive elaboration of project requirements. They are involved in the ongoing activity in which the team collaboratively reviews, updates, and writes user stories and requirements to satisfy the need of the customer request. Which action does this best describe? If you need more time, hit the pause button. Three, two, and one. So taking a look at these, it's not A. That would be something entirely different. It is also not product road mapping because in product road mapping, we don't write user stories and requirements. The answer is also not story writing because in story writing, we're not involved in ongoing activities to collaboratively review, update, and write stories. The word update kind of gives it away. So the best option here is backlog refinement. Option C. Moving on to our next question. All right, as the product owner prioritizes the product backlog and surveys environmental changes, which of the following external factors should she survey and pay close attention to? All right, so the best answer to this, my friends, would have to be something that the question is asking for. If you need more time, hit the pause button and do it. But for now, the key word is external factors. This is not an external factor. Company employees is not. Business policies are internal. Practices are internal. That is not. So D cannot be correct. So the best answer would have to be C, geopolitical and market. Okay, got to keep your eye on what is internal and what is not. Moving on to our next question. Having just converted to agile approaches, your team is struggling with a sporadic demand pattern. What is the best thing to do? All right, my friends. So some things clearly don't solve the problem. They may even make it worse. So obviously, if you're struggling with a sporadic demand pattern, this would not be a good time to lock them in to an iterative-based agile arrangement. So 
A is not going to help them because demand is sporadic. It's the same as B, pretty much, strict adherence to a cadence. D, quality audits to enforce short sprints would again mean putting them into a rigid box. So the best answer, my friends, is flow-based agile, option C. If you don't know the difference between flow-based agile and iterative-based agile, iteration-based agile, highly advise you read that up in the Agile Practice Guide. Next question. As a product owner, you realize that the business landscape has so dramatically changed. As a result of this, several backlog features are no longer needed in the organization. What will likely happen? All right, you can hit the pause button if you need more time. So let's take a look at the answers. A, more releases. Well, it said several backlog features are no longer needed. So it wouldn't be more releases. If anything, you likely would have less, so it can't be A. B says impact on scope leading to more tasks. Again, it's likely you will have less tasks since a lot of the features aren't needed. Let's go to option C and D. C says a reduction in story size within the backlog. Think about that. Having a smaller story does not mean that the story is being removed. Whereas that should be the case if certain backlog features are no longer needed. It wouldn't be a reduction in the size of the story alone. It will be an outright removal. So this is talking about how big a story is, whereas it should be the removal of a story because those features aren't needed. So the best answer here is not going to be C. It's actually going to be D, which is a reduction in project scope. Now, even though this sounds a little bit predictive, it actually isn't. Scope is a generic word. And the bottom line is there's a reduction in the scope. So the best answer is D. All right, my friends. Let's move on to our next one. And this is the final one. Having just converted to Agile approaches, your team is building a new product. The team may need feedback on a prototype to glean customer feedback to understand what they need to provide for subsequent delivery of the final finished feature. What is the best thing to do? Three, two, and one. All right, hit the pause button if you need more time. The best answer here is actually the one where you are looking for feedback, right? The best answer here is the minimum viable product, MVP. This is on page 23 of the Agile Practice Guide. MVP is tied to the feedback that we get from our stakeholders, our customers. So that would be the best option. One more. During an iteration review meeting, deliverables are demonstrated by the team, and they are either accepted or rejected. 
What does acceptance mean in this context? Let's take a look at the options. So, in the world of Agile, you know the customer's acceptance is important. So A, the customer and the team have approved the deliverable. At this point, we're not talking about team's approval. So it's not A. We're gonna cancel that. B, the customer and product owner have approved the deliverable. That sounds rather believable because a product owner should have a say, but let's go to C. The customer has inspected the deliverables and has authorized scope. Well, this isn't about the authorization of scope, so we're gonna cancel that. D, the sponsor and the developers have approved the deliverables. But this isn't about a sponsor and developers, it's more about the customer and the product owner. So you gotta know who does what and what is most reasonable from an agile lens. Okay, so I hope this has made sense and been helpful to you so far. I know a lot of what we've looked at is of a rather agile nature, but I would advise you again to open up your immersion book because it has some more context that could really help you as you study. I also wanna point you to my recommendation of reading the sixth edition read the business case, read the benefits management plan, make sure you know those documents really well. And of course, go on down to hpmexam.com to sign up for training or coaching. And at the same time, let me know if you've got any questions that are stumping you on this topic, all right? And there you have it, my friends. Evaluate and address external business environment changes for impact on scope. And that concludes our study for day 34. Thank you very much. I'll talk to you soon.